Welcome back to another episode of the Culture Capture Spotlight Podcast. I'm Joe, and today I'm being joined with OG Steve-O. Yo, yo, yo! Yeah, bro. Well, thanks again. Uh, like I told you off the top, thanks for joining us uh, today for the show and like setting the time aside. Um, for like listeners who may not know who you are, can you just kind of say what you do? Yeah, so I'm OG Steve-O. I'm from Chicago's north side, uh, Rogers Park to be exact. And I, uh, I'm an artist, you feel me? One of the hottest up-and-coming artists out the rack. So you're not in tune, but you're not tuned in. Tune in. Now, you've been making a lot of noise for yourself, and I feel like it kind of starts with kind of how loyal you are to Chicago. Um, uh-huh. Can you talk about, like, just kind of growing up in Rogers Park? Um, you're from Uptown, right? You were born in Uptown or something like that? Yeah. Um, originally, so I was, you know, I was born at... Uh, Cook, Cook County Hospital and shit, and I I, I live like like my earlier like my my earlier days I lived in Uptown I think up until like third or fourth grade that's when I moved to Rogers Park so I'm just like a up north up north baby like all in all you know that's all I know is really up north and shit. I want to ask you too because I spent some time in Rogers Park like what um can you drop like three really good kind of like hole in the wall like food locations that you like to hit when you're over here? Okay, so when I'm out there, you know, I fuck with Uncle, uh, you know, Buffalo Joe's. I fuck with Buffalo Joe's. It's on, um, they got one on Howard Street and there's one at Everson. I usually go to one at Howard because it's closer. Um, JB Alberto got the best pizza in the city. If you from up north, you fucking know that already. And let me think, what's the third spot? Okay, so the third spot would either be China Hut, which is a good-ass Chinese food restaurant, or it's another spot on Devon called Villa Palermo's, and they got a nuke on the wings, on the hot wings and shit. No, those are some valid, those are some valid uh, spots. Have you ever been to Morris Gyros? Morris Gyros? No, nah, hell no. Nah. See, that place is really good. It's like hole in the wall, but their menu is like a book. It's, they got like pretty much everything. And it's like your like typical like Chicago local spot that makes some really good food. Um, have you been um have you been to um tasty tasty subs? No. Uh is that Sub Brothers or is that like a different I'm thinking of like a different spot. No, it's a different one. Tasty subs is on somewhere somewhere on on Howard. Okay, word. Yeah, I'll have to try I'll have to try that place. Um I haven't been there, but that's that's cool. I'm <laughs> funny you say JB Alberto's like me and my homies like we love JB's. That's like we go there all the time. We pretty much get pizza there like every week. <laughs> um, well, when I was um when I was in elementary school and shit like you know like every time they did like the little pizza parties and all that shit, they used to always get the piece from JB Alberto's, a big fat ass box like a big huge ass fucking box of that shit, bro. Like we used to stay banging that shit. It's so good. There's nothing wrong with like greasy pizza. Like greasy finger pizza is like uh, that's that's what makes pizza so special. I think for food people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I wanted to talk about too, like when you kind of first started to make music. Like you've said in like other interviews, um, you've done a lot of them too, which is dope. Um, how like your your parents were like a big like they listened to a lot of music growing up. Um. How else were you kind of, like, introduced to, like, the making of music? Like, how did you kind of take that upon yourself to get interested in it? So, um, 
like growing up up north and shit, like like um my producer now, Mike Will, my homie Mike is like one of my one of my closest friends. His his whole family, bro, like his whole family's music musically like like musically like talented, like they're music oriented. They're a music oriented family, you feel me? So his pops had a studio in the basement and shit, like he had all type of equipment and shit, like pianos and shit, all type of instruments and shit, bro. I, I used to go over to Bro Crib and he used to just play the piano or play the drums and I'd just be rapping and singing, like over him doing that shit. So, and I actually went to the studio for the first time with him and a, and a group of my other friends and shit, but I didn't really record anything out. I just went into that motherfucker. And then third grade, around like, when I was in third grade, I was also in the choir, because like, that was the only extracurricular activity that, that the school I had, the school I had went to, that's the only extracurricular activity that they had, so... I did the choir and shit because all the little hoes and shit was in the choir. So I'm like, fuck it, I'm for the Jordan's choir and shit. You feel me? See what that shit's about. And that was really the first time I got introduced to music for real. And then college is when I started recording for real. That was when um one of my friends, Rayso, he was just he was just like recording the dorms on some funny shit and just like and then you know just showing motherfuckers on campus and motherfuckers was fucking with that shit. So I'm like. I'm like, fuck you, let me see, let me see how this shit was, you know, like, you know, let me check this shit out, because I never really recorded before, so I'm like, let me see, you know, I'll be fake freestyling this shit on the side, so I'm like, I might as well put this shit on wax, so when I started doing that shit, messing around with it, that's when I'm like, okay, cool, yeah, I then could, could do this shit for real, this shit gonna keep fun as hell. Yeah, and you were just kind of saying, like, it kind of got more serious in college, you went to uh, NIU, right? Yeah, correct. Um, and you graduated. You did the whole four years. Like, so were you having to like? Were you starting your career really in college? Like, you know, kind of how like you did, you know, in your years now. Like when you go to a bunch of different events and pop out to the city for this night. Like, was that hustle kind of starting for you in college, or were you really kind of just focused about like the experience of college? Uh, bro, like, um, when I first went to college, NIU, I, I really had it in my mindset that I was gonna hoop for them, you feel me? Because in, in high school, I hooped and shit, I had a couple of offers and shit, The NIU had offered me the most money academically, so I'm like, fuck, the do the walk-on shit, you feel me? I went to a couple of practices and shit, ended up being like a little practice player manager shit, and I realized that, that hooping, hooping wave was not for me, so... After that, I just decided I was going to be in college. I was going to be a regular-ass nigga. I was a regular kid through this motherfucker. You feel me? I'm in my degree. I'm going to think about no music. I didn't start making music for real until, like, my my the second semester of my sophomore year, first semester of my junior year. So I didn't start making music until late, until I was in college. Like, half halfway in college already, when, when I'm halfway about to leave that motherfucker. Are you glad, in a way, that you, like, weren't trying to go through college and trying to like do this do you like your livelihood at the same time or like do you wish you started your career like the way you do now earlier man i wish i tell myself all the time i wish i started making music earlier like like i wish i knew this is my calling because like you know in life bro you go through so much shit and like you don't know what your true calling is so early sometimes you got to go through a lot of obstacles or just go through life in general before you find out what you you know what you really destined to get shit but if i knew that music was my true calling bro i would have been doing this shit in high school you know a lot of a lot of these artists who are already on and you know, all these big artists and shit, they, they started early. They started high school and shit like that. Elementary school, you feel me? I, I was kind of a late bloomer, but it's kind of cool because 
like since I started in my adult age, I've been like twenty one or some shit. But I really get to see my growth for real, for real, and understand my growth as a grown man, you know. Yeah, and I wanted to ask you too, like how much you feel like college has helped you make career choices and just plays in general because there's a like we've had a lot of guests on the show that whether they're in high school or they're in college right now um like i'm in college myself and it's like there's the balance of like doing both and for a lot of like the artists they just feel like they don't need to be in school but like you've been through school like how how much do you feel like that's helped you like kind of steer from some bullshit in the scene Man, I feel like I, I feel like college has helped me like tremendously. You feel me? Because t- college really taught me time management, and really, you know, being an artist and and being a, being a student really showed me that like, you know, it really taught me like that grind and that hustle for real, for real. And being in school also kept me away from a lot of shit, bro. Like, it's a lot of my homies and shit who was telling me like, damn, bro, like. You know, Steady asked me, like, bro, you still in college? You still in college, bro? I'm like, yeah, they, bro, why you want to drop out that motherfucker, bro? You need to drop out. I don't see why you ain't dropped out, bro. We fit, you finna be famous, bro. Like, a lot of my rapper homies, they was taking trips and shit doing, while I was in college, like, going to L.A. for music shit, inviting me. I could never go because I had class, and they was telling me to drop out, do the do the do but I stuck with that shit, you feel me? And I'm glad I stuck with that shit. But college definitely played a huge role in my decision making and just how I move as a businessman in in this um industry. No, that's important. I think that's like a good thing for people to hear too because it's like I'm sure like it was really frustrating for you like hearing and like, you know, you got homies popping out to LA like you can't go cuz you got to go take this like stupid class or this like class that you don't feel like is going to get you very far. But in reality it's like all of the stuff put together that you experience in college, like really helps you um, make more important decisions and just be a more like complete individual. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I wanted you to touch on like, again, sorry, this is kind of repeat. You, you've heard this in other interviews, but um, can you kind of explain what the OG collective is? Yeah, so OG Collective is, 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 that's my camp, you know, OG, which stands for Original Guap Getters, which is just a group of niggas and females, you feel me, who just get to the paper, bro, like, who just want to, who just want to get a bag and steer away from all the bullshit, now we're, all, we, we're not with none of that negative shit that ops this, ops that, and I'm fucked up, we just want to get a bag and stay out the way, that's what, that's what, that's what we're centered around, you feel me, centered around being... Just staying out the way and just being real solid, bro, and just getting, getting to a bag. Do you have any plans as a collective? Because, um, like, as we're taping this, it's pretty early into the new year. Like, do you have any big plans for the collective this year? I mean, every year. Every year, bro, I just want to keep elevating, bro, and just doing shit bigger and better than I did before. You feel me? Whether that means uh, dropping a, 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 clothing, a clothing line with my brand, you feel me, or whatever the case is, you know, I just want everybody just to elevate, I feel like the more my music takes off, it's like the more the brand is going to take off as well, and the more I'll be able to do it, you feel me, like, like, with my brand so far, I mean, I've, 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 I've did, like, clothes and stuff like that, with my brand now, I do a lot of community service with it, you feel me, I'm actually starting a non- non-profit called OG Cares, you feel me, where I'm just going to be doing a lot of community service in my, uh, in my hood and whatnot. Oh, that's cool. And do you, like, when you, um, when do you plan to kind of start, uh, you said OG Cares is going to be the name of the nonprofit? Yeah, 
Yeah, OG cares. Yeah, when do you plan on kind of getting that off the ground? And if it's not already, what are some plans that you guys are going to be doing this year? I mean, I kind of already have gotten it off the ground without using that specific name already. You feel me? I've already been doing a lot of community service in my in my neighborhoods. You know, I just did a I just did a uh and tour drive with FemDot and Deadline Cream Scholars. I just did a um I just did a turkey drive with exclusive seven seven three and lyrical lemonade, you feel me? So I just plan on doing a lot more stuff this year, you know, probably a, a back to school drive, some more, some more another turkey drive, another COVID toy drive, you know, like giveaways to families, whatever I could do to help, really, you see? No, of course, that's all love, and that's good that um, you really want to, like, make that important to be given back to the community, because the community is what helps artists blow up, you know, and, like, make their name. Um, and you just mentioned Lyrical. You got to perform. You were on the big Lyrical Lemonade stage this summer, right, um, at their festival? Yes, sir. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. That wasn't your first time performing on a festival, was it? Oh uh, yeah, that was my first festival. Bro. That was your first ever festival. So, what was it like uh, getting to kind of grace the stage, um, perform in front of a big crowd through a whole pandemic too? Like, what was that? What was that like first song like for you? Kind of like as you were performing, what was going through your head? Bro, like, like that shit was so crazy because you said it was like, you know, the first festival back from the pandemic. So for a lot of people, that was probably one of the first shows that they've been to since the pandemic. So like, um, I had started off, I had started off the 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 show with with like a loop with a loop of my um of my song Lemonade, not even a full song. You feel me? And as soon as that song got to like, before, as soon as the loop got to play, everybody in the crowd was just turned like. The energy was just so crazy, bro. I'm not gonna lie. The energy was crazy throughout the whole thing. I've never had people do mosh pits and shit while I was performing. I never threw water in the crowd while I was performing. Like, and I got to do all that shit there. That shit was just so fun, bro. But most importantly, it was really like the experience, like being backstage and having my tent right next to all these other big artists and having my face on these on these uh, on a little lanyard and shit bro like everything like the whole experience from you know from from getting on stage to being backstage from just pulling up there and leaving there everything was just beautiful bro and, and surreal yeah and like as an artist like it's interesting to me to hear more about like what it's really like to have your own tent like in an artist lounge at a festival because that's a real status symbol at these things, you know, in the sense of like, you really get to meet a lot of new people at different levels um, yeah. of the industry. So what was that kind of like for you to be able to like go through that? And, you know, you're going to have way more of them in your career, but what was the first one like? Bro, like when I went there and they, you know, they brought me into the game and shit. It's like, I didn't know any of this. First of all, I didn't know how the setup was going to be a number. I just pulled up, they gave them, they gave my artist rich brands. I'm like, okay, cool. They gave me, they gave me the little, uh, the little necklace shit with my face on. I'm like, damn, cool. So, and then they brought us, they, um, they brought us around on the, on the little go-karts, on the little golf carts and shit. That shit was so fucking raw. I'm like, damn, this shit raw as hell. And then, we walk to the back, like, yeah, bro, this your, this your tent right here. And I look, my name is on that bitch, like, you feel me? Like, like my tent was next to, like, Chance the Rapper, you know, Baby Tank, like, a whole bunch of uh, young bands, a whole bunch of uh, uh, turn artists. Like, my tent was right there, in, right in the midst of that shit. With all, with, with all my fan snacks in there, like, bro, it was just crazy. I'm not gonna lie. It was just, uh, man, bro, I... I, I I, I could just see this shit like it's happening yesterday, bro. Like I'm literally living that shit again as I, as I'm talking. 
Yeah, like I can I can tell just kind of hearing it from your voice. Like you, you really sound like uh, it sounds like performing for you as an artist is like one of the things that's going to keep you going and keep you making new music. And um, just because it seems like you really love going through the motions of it is and it's hard not to blame you. Like it's a really fun time. Like I remember um, like this summer was my first festival, too. And like what was so raw about like like you're saying like getting on a cart, bro, and being like drove around on a cart, like that's a that's a different feeling, you know what I mean? Getting shuttled from where you need to be and all of this, and like like you said, like all these different people are just gathered in one spot. Like it's a really fun time, and it's it's hard not to just like not want to take it in, you know what I mean? Because it's like there's so much to do, but like. Um, and this is probably gonna be some of the athlete in you too, but like how important is it too when you're at like a big moment that it is to just kind of like stay on task and be focused on like what you need to do yeah i mean like um staying on task and being focused is very important but it's like to me before the show and all that shit you gotta be properly prepared before you're even there anyways you feel me like your mind has to be prepared your body has to be prepared like i was doing i don't know how i, I don't know how about other artists and shit but i was doing like rehearsals and shit before i even you know, I was just doing rehearsal. I knew how my set was going to be. And the rehearsals didn't go nowhere. The rehearsal and the actual show was nowhere like the same type of fucking like order or nothing like that. But it's just the fact that I did it and I was prepared anyways for whatever. You feel me? So it's like being prepared is definitely a, 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 a big thing in this when you perform, you feel me? Because performing, bro, performing to me is like, it's like the big stage, especially a festival like that. That's the big stage. That's what you train for. It's like, if you was hooping, that, that'd that be like playing in like a fucking championship game or some shit or a playoff game or some shit, you know? Yeah, I got you. I got you for sure. And, um, I mean, just talking with different artists that were on that card, um, some of them didn't know they were on the lineup until, like, a day before, two days before, when it was posted, two weeks before. What was that process like for you? Like, did you know, like, a good amount of time in advance that, like, you were going to be on the card, or did you find out, like, when Lyrical announced it? So, Lyrical announced it. They announced it. They Bro, when, when they originally announced it, I wasn't on a ticket or anything. You feel me? I wasn't I wasn't gonna perform or none like that. But um, after they announced it, gee, I, I, I still remember. I still remember like yesterday after they announced it. Because after they announced it, everybody was sending me the post and like, damn, bro, you not performing, bro? How you not performing, bro? Do, 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 bro? Why you not performing? And I'm just telling them like, you feel me? like telling them like, chill, bro. Like when it's my time, it's gonna be my time. Whenever God want me to. Perform, Bro, that's when it's gonna happen. You know, nothing's gonna happen when I want it to happen. It's gonna happen when I, yeah, nothing's gonna happen when I want it to happen. It's gonna happen whenever God feel like it's the right time. You feel me? So, like four days after that, they had called me. Um, uh, Ellie was out with Cole and a couple of the other lyrical lemonade cats, and they was like, "Yeah, bro, I'm here. You know, I'm sitting here with you know everybody from lyrical. We just thought like." you would be a perfect fit for this festival. So we're just wondering if you want to perform. I said, I said, if I want to perform, I said, bro, put me down for that shit. Tell me if I want Hell yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> after, the, after, the, after that, he's like, okay, so just to be sure, you want to perform, right? I said, bro, sign me up for that shit, man. What the fuck? Sign me up, bro. Like, so then, so, so then I knew I was going to perform then, like four days after they dropped the actual flyer. Then they didn't get, they didn't put me, they didn't give me my flyer or put me down or anything. I think until I think I got my flyer probably like a month or two months after that, like back when they did the revised, when they revised everything. 
So I didn't tell anybody about it or I didn't post about it or nothing until I had that in concrete, you feel me? Because, you know, sometimes when you speak about shit prematurely, it end up not happening, so... No, that's that, cool, though. That's cool. That's cool that you, the way you found out. That's definitely a more unique way. Um, yeah. And, like, you're saying, like, Elliot was the one who gave you the call? Yeah. How long have you known, like, Elliot Montanez? Like, when did he first, like, kind of find you? And, like, how long have you guys kind of been homies? Um, I did my first interview with Elliot in 2020. It's 2022. And, and when, when I did my interview with him in 2020, that was my first time meeting him or anything. You feel me? He met Femda and me and Femda are good friends. You feel me? And Femda, Femda is really the one that um that that put them on me. You feel me? Like yeah, check bro out. He hard from up north. Do 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 do. So I've known Elliot since twenty two. So now that it's twenty twenty two, it's like now it's making it two years since since I've known him. I haven't known him for that long, but it's like you know I be I be I be with them a lot. I will be going to their office whatever. Sometimes they just go out and just kick it, go to a bar or some shit. Just on some chill shit. Yeah, that's cool. No, that's cool. And like, uh, shortly after, it might have been after, it might have been right before Summer Smash. You dropped um an EP Days in LA, right? Yeah. It was. Was it after Summer Smash? Let me think. Days in LA. Days in LA was dropped in. Uh, it was before Summer Smash. I think Days in LA was dropped in June. June, okay. Ah, so, yeah, I think it was right, like, a month before Summer Smash. And what I really like about that, like, short little project is it, it shows, like, an artist like yourself who's been doing this for, like, a long time, like, mm-hmm. showing, like, raw advancement in the sense of, like, bro, you're traveling to L.A. on some work shit. Like, that's that's some, that's a big deal, you know what I mean? It's on his music right. stuff, and, like... <laughs> You did a wonderful job, like, conveying that in the music. And why I wanted to point it out, and it's super special to me, is, like, 10 minutes earlier in this interview, like, you're talking about how, like, when you were in college, like, you couldn't travel and you couldn't do, like, these things because yeah. you were in school. But, like, here you are now, like, making your own way. Doing, doing everything, bro. Doing everything. Doing everything I wanted to do back then, bro. Like, because I wanted to, I, like I told you, I wanted to do it back then, but I couldn't because of school I had to prioritize myself. So fast forward to me, you know, having a college degree and being able to do this shit now and make more, I got more money and I have more resources so I could do shit at a bigger level than, than I would have been able to do if I was in college. It's just, it's beautiful, you know, bro. It's, it's, it's a full circle for sure. And, um, like, besides what you shared in the music and the project, like, what was that experience like for you in, like, L.A.? Was that your first time out there? Like, how, how was that experience for you as an artist, just person in general? No, that was probably, like, my third or fourth time in L.A. I've been in L.A. a lot, bro. I'm not going to lie. I fuck with L.A. so much because every time I go out there, bro, the vibes just be so raw. You feel me? The dopey. They got, they got some real good smokes out there. You feel me? Like... <laughs> It's just a vibe, bro. Like, like whenever I go out there, I feel like I make some of my best music. You know, I like I like traveling sometimes. Just I will travel just to a course sometimes. You know, just so I have a different, so I have different views and different perspectives. So, bro, I, yeah, I've been to LA a, a, a couple times. So that's that's the reason why I went and made days in LA. You feel me? Just to, to commemorate all my time being out there and shit. And when you're, yeah, when you're out in LA, like, what are some of your favorite things to do? Like, are you, well, first of all, before we, before you answer that question, do you think In-N-Out is overrated? Mm, 
I don't think it's overrated, but I think in and out, in and out, decent. It's not like to die for it. No, it's not like no fucking Ruth Chris or some shit. But yeah. It's, it's, it's some decent shit, you feel me? It's like, okay, boom, we gotta get some quick shit before we before we hop on a plane, before we leave, I like hop on a plane, let's go smack in and out real quick, you feel me? No, I feel you. It's definitely not like, I don't know. It's not like a don't eat there spot, but I do feel like it's it's a little overhyped. Like, it ain't that good. Yeah, it's not. It's, bro, that shit is like a fucking, like going to like Col- Culver's or some shit out here. Shit, I would take Culver's over in and out. Yeah, Culver's, yeah, only because them In-N-Out fries, weak as hell. Yeah, and Culver's got the ice cream. Yeah, oh bro. Like, they got the concrete mixers, G. Like, that's a huge... Like, I don't have... Like, I'm from Massachusetts originally. Like, we don't have those out there. You know what I mean? It's really just, like, Wendy's, McDonald's, Burger King. Um, So, it's, like, to have, like, a Culver's where it's, like, you feel like you're just getting a little better better bite. Like, that's always... Hell, yeah. Culver's is a fucking hit. Yeah, bro. Like, that shit... Definitely fucking in and out of low-key. Yeah, bro. Like, they got the uh, the mac and cheese bites. Like, come on. Come on. Definitely Come on, like Culver, I'm taking Culver's over uh, in and out all day. But uh, back to my original question, like, what are some, uh, what are some of your other like favorite things to do, um, out there? But like usually, like when I go out there, it's like I don't go to clubs or parties or none of that shit. I just go to the studio, really. You feel me? But but sometimes, like, um, I go like my homies and just like we'll drive like them little um, them little scooters and shit, them little motorcycles, them little dirt, them little motorbikes and shit. Mm. We we'll be ripping and running through that shit in traffic and shit, or motherfuckers will get 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 drunk there and just go on a on a walk of fame and just tweak with motherfuckers and shit. You see me like basically just like just just outside free shit, shit that I can't do in Chicago like that. You know. Yeah, I got you. I got you. And I want to talk about same day, bro. That's uh your latest single. Um, it's been going up. You just dropped the video for it a couple weeks ago. I want to say like like. Literally like two weeks ago, exactly from when we were recording, and it's doing quite well. Um, and recently, like I want to say two days ago from when we were recording too, it got added to like Apple Music's Chicago like editorial playlist of like songs you got to stream. So, yes, sir. what's it been like to see that song's growth and like success over the last few months? Uh, I'm not gonna lie, it's um, it's been a beautiful thing to see only because um, originally I had did like a like an outside performance to that song in like September, and like it kind of um it received it received a lot of good feedback. Like that shit had hella shares and shit, and it was getting posted by a lot of these blogs and shit because of the song. But it was really getting posted because of, of because of the image of all my homies behind me, like supporting me and shit. That's really what a lot of these blogs were showing. Like, damn, look at how these people are writing for each other. Like this right here is good support. You feel me? So it's like and shit was buzzing. So. So I got up with AJ, AJ Spence, and I'm like, you know, he's like, yeah, send me a couple songs, bro, you know, we, let's, let's, let's put some shit together, let's put some shit out. So I sent him hella songs and shit, he like, how do you feel about shooting the same day since you already, you know, you already put that on your page and everybody's perceiving that shit well? I'm like, fuck it, let's do it. And he put a treatment together, bro, he just told me to bring a couple outfits, put up at the shoot, and he really handled everything, he put everything together, bro, he just told me where to be and shit like that. And when I... When he was done, he showed me the video. I'm like, damn, this is a fucking masterpiece. Like, this shit raw as hell. You feel me? And the song already hit. So the fact that the video is match, match the vibe, it's like, I wasn't surprised that the, I'm not surprised that the video is doing as well as, as it is right now. I just hope it keeps on, you know, 
keeps on going crazy shit. Just added some more playlists. Yeah, no, I definitely will. I mean, that's the dope shit about music, bro, is once it starts to grow, it just continues to grow, right? And, um, like, once you get new, like, you break down new, like, barriers, like, you just continue to break them down, so... It's super cool to see what that song is doing for you. Um, I wanted to ask you, too, like, you haven't put out, like, an official big album in a while. And I was wondering if you had any plans to do that for 2022. Mm, I haven't dropped that. Um, all I have is, like, EPs and shit. I think I got, like, two mixtapes or some shit that right, I dropped, like, on a long ass time ago, back when, you know, back when people was dropping shit on Spin River and my mixtapes and shit. That's like 2018 or something like that. Mm-hmm. But the only reason why I haven't dropped the album yet is because like I don't want to cheat. I don't want to cheat my my supporters and cheat myself. Like I want to drop an album and I can do that shit at the capacity that these that these artists that these bigger artists are doing. It. You feel? I want to be able to put my shit on fucking billboards, Times Square, and I want to really do that shit big. So that's why I haven't. You're thinking about an album, I just been dropping small little projects and you drop the singles. And I feel like the time when I do drop an album, everybody's gonna appreciate it so much more because motherfuckers been waiting for this shit, you know? No, absolutely. That's a hard approach. I mean, because there's some people they just they they say what you just kind of said amongst those lines of like they want to mm-hmm. wait until they get all the tools they feel they need to really get people to see it. But there's exactly. others that want to like that I've had on the show or that I just talked to or whatever that just really want to like push a new sound or be more ingenuitive and like put out an album that like is the calling back to that ingenuity and i think both of the methods are like equally great you know what i mean because they call for different things like one is patience which is your route of like waiting for like what you need to really accomplish what you want to and the other is just like you know this ain't the right word to right phrase but it's almost like boldness you know um and just like confidence in yourself is really a better way to put it and both are just like awesome you know methods um it would be a disservice to not bring up the hoop days um in the show um so you you used to play basketball like heavy right in high school you were recruited to play um in college like you were saying you signed with like niu um how much like when did you know like again in college like when it was like Alright, I can't I'm gonna just stop playing basketball and like I'm gonna I'm just gonna focus on music. Like when the, when those days kinda hit, like what was going through your mind? Shit, my it was really my my um my freshman year, you feel me? Like I really seen like what them players really endured and shit and what they had to go through and that shit really take away like your whole social life and everything. And I think I was I, I just wasn't prepared to give up my social life and everything to play basketball, you know. I love hooping. I still played, you know, played in the wreck and all that shit, all the uh, what's that shit called, um, in the Euro Leagues and shit like that, you feel me, I did that shit, but as far as playing serious, I'm like, yeah, this, this you know, it's probably just not funny, you know, I could be a regular person, and, and, and for a while that shit was bothering me, because I've never been just a regular person, in elementary school, I was, I was, I was playing sports when I transferred uh, to my, to my, to my public elementary school, I was playing sports. All through high school, I played sports. So college was the first time I didn't do, like, no extracurricular, you feel me? So at first, I'm like, damn, like, this shit kind of tough. But then it's like, I mean, it's cool shit. It's college, you feel me? I'm going to have a ball in this bitch regardless. Yeah, right. And, I mean, I want to, like, put it in perspective for people, too. So, like, let's keep it at, like, a 1,000. Like, how, how far, like, how deep is your shot? Like, how far back behind the line can you shoot? I'm not going to lie. 
I don't know exactly, but I could shoot the fuck out that ball. Yeah, shooter. Because I, I remember seeing in one of the videos when I was researching for this, like, you were dunking. And I'm like, okay, like, you're not, like, super tall. So you definitely got a vertical. Like, can you play, were you a defender at all? Like, how are you a defense? Yeah, in high school, in high school, I was a nice defender. Now, I don't really <laughs> be on that hard and shit. I don't really get no fuck about that defense like that. I feel like I'm... I'm 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 a great offensive player. I can dunk all that shit. I'm like oh, two and a half, six three. So I got like a little height on me, but I'm not fucking no six seven or nothing like that. But I got a little bounce and shit, you know. True. Yeah, and like, I don't know, I mean, to keep it light, like, who would you, when you were at like your peak, if you will, like, who would you kind of compare your NBA game to? Or uh, not your NBA game to, but <laughs> like, what NBA player yeah, would you I, compare your game to? I would say, I would, I would say KD, because a lot of motherfuckers used to compare me to, to KD when I was a shorty, because I was just a long, a tall, long-ass motherfucker that could shoot the ball, you know, just like KD. True. No, that's cool. I mean, and it's raw too. Like KD's balling this year. Um, I mean, I don't know. I think the Bulls are going to be able to beat the Nets in a seven-game series. Yeah, that would be that would be beautiful. But damn, man, fucking! I used to really, bro. I used to really be a huge KD fan until he joined the Warriors and shit. That shit was just so lame to me. Like after that, I kind of just just really stopped. Rocking with his ass like that. He's still very talented and shit, but that shit was lame as hell. No, I feel you, because he, bro, he picked the Warriors over the Celtics, too, which I get from, like, a, you know, basketball fan perspective. But as a Celtics fan, like, that shit sucked. And I was a huge KD fan, so. But um, it's like, it's like, bro, the worst, the, what really make that situation worse is that it's like, bro, like, the year before, well, the season right before y'all y'all was beating the Warriors three one. The Warriors come back and beat y'all, and then you go and join these same motherfuckers. Like hell no. Yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a tough look. I mean, I, I've I've gotten better with it since he's been with Brooklyn because, like, again, just being a Celtics fan when you got Kyrie on that team, like that's automatically <laughs> the player I'm gonna just like have the most beef with. But right. um, and Katie's just that guy, bro. You know what I mean? Like he's balling so it's hard not to just like respect the best game in the league you know so um and he's funny as shit on twitter like that's the thing with kd is like he be talking his shit and i think that's raw like you don't have athletes on his level really talking shit like him yeah that's a fact um like being a bulls fan though you've got to be geeked about this year and just like how they've been playing yeah i'm not gonna lie the bulls look beautiful right now like DeMar DeRozan doing his thing AO the sumo he he doing his thing but I, I actually played against AO when I was in high school and shit like when he went to Western House when he went to Western House before he transferred to Morgan Park um Zach Levine you know every bro every, the, the Bulls the, the Bulls are just playing like a well-oiled machine bro that shit is raw as hell to see cause damn bro we bro we had some years of the Bulls being weak as fuck. Like, the Bulls then have been weak since... The Bulls ain't been good damn since 2009. You feel me? Yeah. No, I remember when I moved here, bro. It was, like... That was one of the things I was hoping in the back of my mind. I'm like, I hope the Bulls are... Like, have a run when I live here that I can just, like, love. as Because I'm a huge basketball fan. Like, I love uh, basketball. So... It's just something to appreciate, in my opinion, of, like, damn, bro, you're in this city. It's one of the most historic teams and like, 
they just come out of this like shitty era to build like this dominant team. And that's like really where it's at. It's only been like three months and you know, you guys have like one of the most complete, like the bulls are one of the most complete teams in the NBA. So it's like, it's going to be so fun in like April and May to just kind of see the city like buzz it, <coughs> excuse me, buzzing kind of as the bulls are like winning games. For sure. For sure. Bro. Um, but yeah, yeah, like that, like, again, growing up in Massachusetts, like, I had, I've seen so many title parades, you know, but like seeing one here, like after living here for a few years, that would be, that'd be a dream. Like, that'd be so fun to just be able to go see it and like turn up for the day um, with everybody because of just how awesome it's going to be if the Bulls win. Um, we've kind of already made the transition, but I wanted to ask you about like, some things you do when you have downtime, like some hobbies, um, when you're not worried about making music, you're just, you know, being yourself. Like, what are some things that you like to do? Shit, I mean, I just, I just, I just feel like you feel me. I go catch a movie or some shit, or I go home, or shit, play, play the, play the PS5 or some shit. You know, I, I kind of really like being to myself a lot when I'm not in the studio doing some shit. I like being in the crib, chilling. No, I feel you. It's important too. Like, what do you um, what do you play on PS Five? Uh, GTA, Two K. Uh, what else? Shit, I be playing my, uh, Mortal Kombat sometimes. Shit, I'm trying to get into that to that Call of Duty shit, bro. But everybody's so raw at that shit. It's bro. so I'm sweaty, not, bro. It's so sweaty. Yeah. I'm not trying to fuck up the. I'm not trying to fuck up the 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 the, the commotion, bro. I come through that bitch weak as hell, and now I'm all got a revive motherfucker. Every fucking five minutes or some shit that's why i've been staying away from that shit i'm like if i'm not good at that shit now bro i might just get have to get that shit up <laughs> i feel you like i uh when remember when warzone was like popping like during the pandemic yeah, yeah like all my yeah. homies like we were playing like fortnite 2k madden and um a bunch of my homies started playing warzone and like i sucked at warzone like i was not that good at it um so I just stopped playing like video games altogether until like we started just playing 2K again. I play 2K like religiously. Like, do you be playing like my team or how do you like what do you be running on 2K? Bro, I just play like I play like the little exhibition shit or yeah. like one of my homies come to the crib or if I go to their crib, I just play like that. But bro, I really I'm really just now getting back into video games, bro. Like like I bought a PS5 last year. I probably. Bro, like, I bought that motherfucker. I didn't set it up until two months, two, three months after I bought that motherfucker. When I set it up, I played that shit, like, twice. And then ain't touch it for, like, another fucking six months or some shit. So, now I just, I just pay for the little, uh, what's that, Places of Plus shit? The little little online shit. I'm trying to get back into the groove of that shit. Just so it give me something more to do. Because outside of music and I'm not hooping and shit. I don't really do shit else. Like, you know, I don't really pop outside the clubs and none of that extra shit. I really just be chilling majority of the time no i feel you and it's fun too because it's like hey you need that as a person um to like when you put yourself out there with for your career it's like you need some things to like keep you grounded and keep you like sane and like that's what i feel like the video games is is like it's a nice kind of sensory tool almost to like balance everything you do and um you say you don't really pop out to clubs like is there a reason why you don't like going like going out like that is it is it not just like I don't like going out? You're just not like that kind of guy. Like, what's the reason for not really trying to like pop out as much? Uh, I mean, bro, like, bro, every time, every time I go outside, bro, 
I'll be ready to I'll be ready to be back in the fucking crib. I don't know what it is, bro. I feel like I feel like I'm like a popular loner, like like an introvert. So I just like my space and being to myself. You know, go and going outside be fun sometimes and shit, you know. But I I, I kind of really typically only like to pop outside like like when I'm out of town and shit, especially in Chicago, so much bullshit going on, like, you know, especially for a motherfucker doing the shit I'm doing and shit. I can't really be outside anywhere like that, just dangling and shit. So I'd rather just sometimes just stay crib. So part, you know, a part of that shit is safety reasons, but a part of that shit is like I just don't like being around too many motherfuckers like that. Oh, I get you, hundred percent. And um, I want to ask you too, like, are you into fashion at all, like streetwear? Um, because I gotta yeah, ask you a recurring yeah. question that we do for every guest. Yeah, I fuck, I, I fuck with the fashion. I, I fuck with the, I fuck with the sneakers and shit, all that shit. So if we this is like the recurring question every single guest um no matter what they do they get asked this question on the show um it's about what three sneaker models like what are your top 3 sneaker models that you have to kind of have in your collection at all times Man, bro, I just started fucking with the SBs and shit but I got hella them little off-white collabs and shit I got my little Syracuse I got I got I think like Maybe like eight pair of SBs and shit I bought last year. So I fuck with the SBs and I fuck with the Jordan Elevens. You feel me? Like those, those are probably like my my favorite Jordans and some shit. And let me think. Look, what's the um? I have these. I have these. I had these uh, Amiri Amiri Bone Runners that I wear all the time. They kind of like Yeezy. They they kind of like the little Yeezy dudes. And shit. I don't know why, but them them bitches so comfortable. I, I wear, bro. I wear them bitches. With Fucking F1s. Mm. Yeah. Oh, and the F1s. No, and the and the Fazos too. And the Fazos and the all white coats too. So matter of fact, I say the Jordan Elevens, the SBs, and the all whites. True. How do you feel about Nike raising the price on the Air Forces? Yeah, they raised them bitches by by ten dollars, but I mean shit, that shit that shit weak as hell. But I mean ten dollars not going. You know, breaking off of the pocket shit. Ten dollars breaking your pocket. That ten dollar increase breaking your pockets. Then you need to buy you some other wear or something. But that shit is weak as hell. Cause fuck, how y'all gonna raise the price on a on a classic? You feel me? Jordan's been coming out. Them bitches been the same price unless you paying like retail. I mean, uh, oh yeah, unless you paying like a resale. Them bitches been the same price. So I'm how motherfuckers how dare just up the fucking price like that? That shit lame as hell. Well, I just feel like, too, with Nike, it's like, bro, you see who be buying those shoes, and part of why they buy those shoes is probably because of the price point and how fly they are, all that, and then to then raise it, like, I get where you're coming from with the, like, you know, if the $10 is really breaking your bank, find something else, like, valid, and I get where you're, like, in the light you're coming they, from. But they in the fucking sense the of game like, up with that shit, though. Yeah, they, they is, Essentially, they is, fuck, they is fucking the game up with that shit, because that shit just lame as hell, like. Why? Like, if anything, make them it makes them shits cheaper because it's like then you can then more people can actually get access to buy them, and then people who really stain them, like, like let me put it this way, like break it down, like they they're ninety retail before you you break them down to seventy retail or seventy five retail, mm-hmm. then two people are probably gonna put a pair in the cart for one fifty versus like paying one twenty for one pair for shipping. You know what I'm saying? That's you. That's very true. I'm trying to think, but I feel like I feel like them all whites. I feel like 
they was even cheaper than 90 at a point in time. Probably, bro. They were probably 80 <laughs> at some point, and then they, they bumped them up when it was right. But it's just the noise on the Air Force Ones, bro. Everybody and their brother be wearing Air Force Ones, so... Um, I've actually never owned a pair of Air Force Ones. Never. I've never owned a pair of Air Force Ones. I just, like, I don't think they'd be comfortable for me. But I, like, I have to get a pair. Like, I just, <laughs> I have, like, everything else. But just not those. Yeah, like, not those. That's, like, the only one I haven't bought. But, um, I will. I'll get on to that this year. That's, like, a, that's a pretty easy thing to do. Um. Gotta get you a pair. Yeah, I will. I will. Don't worry. But, um. What are some what are some other like big goals like that you have for like twenty twenty two? Like what are some things that like your fans can be kind of looking out for amongst the year as it keeps going on? Well, you feel me? We talked about a festival, so I wanna do more festivals, whether it's with Lyrical Lemonade or whether it's like, you know, Lollapalooza or Rolling Loud or Governor's Ball or some or other whatever other festival. I wanna do another festival. I wanna do other big shows too, not just festivals, you know, like you know, maybe I open up for a big artist. Also, want to collab with you know big artists like Dirk or Herb or something like that. Y'all, you know, y'all could just expect me just to keep this shit a hundred percent, keep this shit real, and just you know keep working hard and giving y'all five singles and shit and another five EP this year. Oh, bro, yeah. I mean, keep keep making your music, bro. Keep doing your thing. Um, it was awesome getting you on the show and getting to talk to you and get to know you a little bit more. Um, for the listeners, uh, do you mind dropping in your social media apps and where they can go listen to your music? Yeah, I'm on, I'm on, um, Instagram underscore OG Steve-O. So, you know, underscore OG S-E-E-V-O. The same thing for Twitter. And then for Apple Music, OG Steve-O, OG space S-T-E-V-O. Same thing for YouTube and everything else. All that shit. Yeah, man. Well, thank you. Uh, this was another episode of the Culture Captures Spotlight Podcast. Tune in next week for a new episode. You did.